This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. It's your host, Jeff Glucker, of the Hooniverse Podcast. This is episode 105, and we got a fucking full house of jackasses in the yeah, room This tonight. is the most full Hooniverse has been a long this time. This is the episode long name. Time. is a full house of jackasses, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, that's my delightful co-host, Blake Zoidberg Wrong. I know I've used that one, but that's that's might just be it from now on. Uh, we've right. got producer Chris Hayes in the house. we also got uh, Jason Connor here, and we've got Rick Radcliffe, two names you definitely know by now. What's up, everybody? Good evening. Hello. Hi, Dr. Nick. Thank you. All right. There's a, so uh, I've been gone for a while. What the fuck's going Welcome on? Welcome back to America, Herr Glucker. I hope Sa. your flight was good, yeah? Yeah, I passed out on it. It was great. Uh, yeah, so the reason I was gone and you're using that ridiculous voice is because I <laughs> went to Europe. See what I got. No, every now and then you pull one out of your ass when you surprise us. But that wasn't a great Only one. when Matt's not here. Uh, yeah, so you can do that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I went to um, I went to England. Uh, did the Aston Martin factory. I've done it before, though. So. Ugh, oh, whatever. Yeah. Ugh, what a dude. chore. Uh, but then we hopped on a plane and went over to Frankfurt. Um, we landed at Frankfurt, drove about an hour. Did you fly Ryan there? No, because I was with Aston <laughs> oh, Martin. Oh, you didn't do standing not a piece of shit. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you should have done Ryan Air, but batched as an Aston Martin. Like the Signet. That's too... Oh, that's actually yeah, funny. There you go. Yeah, I saw about yeah. four of those while I was over there. And every time I do, I always look at the PR guy and laugh, and he goes, and he just shakes his I head. I kind of want one. You know, there's a guy in of Houston that will doing. sell you the kit for your cyanide really? kit. Really? Yeah. It's great. That's actually that pretty be? amazing. Yeah. Can't Probably more much. than the cost of a car. No, because... No, it's not that much. It's just five grand. It's not the real thing. It's still a stupid amount of money to spend on that car. No. But, you know. That's true. It, there is a small Aston Martin front-wheel drive car. It's called the Fiesta ST. That's what it is. Oh, snap. Okay. And there's about seven of them parked in the driveway. They yeah, just right? keep multiplying like rabbits. Yes, they do. Uh, so we were over there to uh, attend the 24 Hours of Nürburgring, which was just f- absolutely fantastic. Our hotel was Is this the one where ridiculous. you get, get, get drunk in the woods with British people? Uh, well, no, it's mostly German people because oh. uh, it's Germany. Yeah, which but is it's where always the, the Brits is. who show up to these things. No, it's definitely Germans. Like Aston Martin. They, they spend a whole. To these yeah, but they're not in the woods. They're racing. <laughs> oh. The whole woods are filled with Germans on holiday because it's to them it's it's like a national holiday. Monday is actual bank holiday, so Monday's closed down. So it's actually on a bank holiday. Uh, yeah. God, so I wish but, America had bank holidays. Yeah. So the um, the entire week before, people are camping. They're right. setting stuff up. They're not just setting tents up. They're setting saunas and bars and, and beer like, crazy beer shit. Well, if you're going to no, go camping in Germany, you have to do it in the most efficient way possible. It was they, wild. Yeah, and they also don't have an obnoxious hipster term for it, like glamping. Yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's just called comping. Yeah, camping. Camping. With my friends. Uh, <laughs> so they're right there. There's, you know, forest everywhere. Uh, and it was pretty... I'm in a hotel, though, which was nice. Uh, but the hotel so I was in... So you slept during the half to 24 hours. So you got... Yeah. So you attended the 12 hours in Nervig. Yeah, maybe a little more than 12. You, you didn't get your money's worth, Well, Jack. now, technically, I think I'd like to say that I attended the whole thing because my balcony is on the fucking straightaway. 
This hotel's amazing. Uh, it's called the Durant Hotel. It's it's the go to. It's, uh, I guess normally during the year it's nothing special. No one gives a shit about it. During major races, it's the place to stay. Um, you're you're you open the door to your balcony and just cars whipping by. Right. It's right there. It's amazing. It's amazing. So there's got to be good sound insulation. Actually, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, it's the hotel you book when you want to get rid of your girlfriend. It's the hotel you book a year before the next race because there's no other way you're getting a room. I, let's see. Do I plan to get rid of my girlfriend next year? Do uh, <laughs> Is it going to work out in a year? I don't know. Let's go to Germany and find out. Well, the the crazy thing is, too, there's a, a bar in the hotel where on the, the last – after the race is over, a lot of uh, race car drivers and team owners and industry people will wind up at a table. And I guess he goes there every year after the race. Akio Toyota. So it's like the the German version of Siebkins at uh, at Elkhart Lake. I have no idea. That is the that is the, that is come on, Jeff. That I, is the I restaurant. Don't know. That's the restaurant where every single famous who's who of racing goes after they race in at Elkhart Lake. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And there's like a gigantic mural on the wall of all these characters of famous oh, yeah. drivers. Yeah. This had stuff stuck to the ceiling and in the wall. Yeah, and all it's this just shit. like that, except it's the fucking Nurburgring. Yeah, there's that. Elkhart's supposed to be awesome, but it's not the Nurburgring. Uh, but Akio Toyota. Six feet away, drinking with like Ulrich Bez from Aston Martin. Right, and you go up to them and you just burst into flames no, because you you're don't. not cool enough to hang out with any of them. There was probably five security guards. Although, although at, uh, at um, Japanese nostalgia card did a story where um, one guy who lives in Japan and has a God, what does he have? He's got like a a, a Honda S six hundred, like this cool vintage car, and he rides about driving around. He went to a he went to a uh, Cars and Coffee over in uh, Japan, and Akio Toyota showed up. Just talking to people. Just He's like, up. you buy a wrong brand. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was that better was okay. than Blake's. Um, That's true. <laughs> but either way, the guy was there drinking, have a good time. So it was so cool to see the yeah. man who runs Car Toyota. Car executives are people, too. Uh, well, yeah, Akio's, but they're not all like that. Akio's a younger man for a Japanese executive, isn't he? I don't know. He didn't. I mean, he didn't, he didn't look terribly old. Yeah, that's because Japanese executives, I mean, I deal with the Japanese every fucking day, and they're all like 70, 80. That's because Chris guys. is in a Yakuza. Yes. <laughs> he, he drives a, a Toyota. Body tattoo we can't Never mind my missing pinky. He gets driven in a Toyota right. Century. Uh, but while well, well, Akio Toyota standing there, six feet away, I'm drinking a lot. Are you drinking a support? We're all drinking a lot. No, no. We were drinking you, German beer. But there's this famous shot at this bar called, I'm pretty sure it was called Eiffelgeist, which translates to shitty Jägermeister. Like, it's way worse than Jägermeister. It's so it's like Jepson's Malort. Well, that actually, that same drink came up on the Smoking Tire podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really? I, that, yeah, they, they mentioned Malort. And I, I had Malort. I, I've never heard of it before. It's but. it's terrifying. Is it? Yeah. Well, this was garbage. But oh, yeah. They serve it to you in a shot glass, and they give you a white glove, and you have to put the white glove on and do the shot. It's called the Michael Jackson? It should be. It's called the O.J. Simpson. It, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the Stupid American. Gets My really glove drunk fit, really fast. and I didn't acquit on the drink. So <laughs> oh, nice. The, uh, but what I did, I started slapping people with the glove. Love in the bar. You would. Now, was this a fine, like, silk glove, or was this It was a soft. Leather? No, yeah. it was really soft. Okay. Uh, but I brought it home, because it's kind of a cool souvenir. Are you challenging people to a duel? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jeff needs a handler. Oh, Jeff definitely needs a handler. Jeff um, needs a handler and a guy with a taser. Jeff he needs both of those. Um, but either way, the ring was amazing, because uh, we, we got to... One of the reasons we went over there was to experience their car they call Rose, which is their original Vantage endurance race car uh it's the same one that james may drove in top gear okay um 
they said they burned the suite after they burned the seat after that episode because you know he drove it naked um, because Gross. it's a horrible also, road trip alert. car. It also, no spoiler alert. Oh yeah, okay, like I remember that years episode. Ago. Right, you're right. I did see that episode. Uh, so we got to drive that car on the street. It still has all the shit on it from the last time they raced it. Did you drive it naked? No, I didn't. That's I would have. Who totally video would've. is it? I totally would have. Uh, but we were driving it because it's technically street legal. So we drove it down the street on the streets around Nurburgring. And all the people in the forest, they're standing on the side of the road watching the cars parade All in. the little wood nymphs in the yes, forest. Yes, exactly. Uh, were they making cookies in their trees? <laughs> no, it was, the, it was more like the ones from South Park, the woodland ah. critters. Cr- uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the woodland so, critters. Um, but we're driving this race car through the streets, and people are like, oh, that's a cool car. That's a cool car. Holy shit, there goes a race car. So it was just fucking See, it was so awesome. That's 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 the beauty of it. Is street illegal race cars are the coolest things on the planet because you can kind of pretend that you can conceive theoretically drive it as a daily driver oh and i oh, if you hate this. yourself yeah and this is fully caged and i always say you should never get in a race car full cage without a helmet but here i am on video with like oh if i hit a bump or a it's, tree it's i'm dead even, it's even cooler if you get out of the car with a helmet and you take off the helmet and lay it down on your starbucks table and go inside <laughs> and order a coffee well the, <laughs> you get to do that every day on your And then the barista's panties just there, blow right holders? off. No. Uh, <laughs> but it had the same gauges as the stock car. It had the same uh, shift lever. Um, it wait. had the same shape of the center console, but the panel was removed for like... Wait, wait, wait. Same gauges? Shift. So when he started up, it says power, beauty, soul or I don't like know that. if it did that part. I didn't check if it did that. Ah, oh, I wish I would have checked. But you you know, asked. You know where... Well, I could have just looked well, you did it it's right in front of you <laughs> but the um you know where you normally put in the the emotion control unit the emotion control unit yeah um they have that but it's now just a button so just oh. it, it sounds you awesome. mean so it makes more sense yeah. yes it totally makes more sense <laughs> though you if you haven't asked martin you already kind of are planning to impress your friends taking out that crystal or that sapphire and stainless thing and sticking it into the thing and having it glowing red if someone's never sat in your car they're gonna go oh i can't oh. tell you like i've probably talked to like i'm wet and i'm a man <laughs> you should probably see yeah. a doctor i've talked to a handful of people that have owned those cars and even though they have the money to have those cars they've dropped those keys and they're like fuck yeah well they give you the the other key which is um the useful key yeah the one that also goes in the slot but it's like rubber or something Jeff, did you <laughs> let me ask you i'm something. taking a note so for the title for the just so i don't forget it what but, a room full ahead. of jackasses no the, the um uh, i'm a man and i'm wet <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> jeff well, let me ask you something because i always forget a good title we always say what it should be did you ever I'm a man open and i'm wet in a room full of jackasses <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too long for itunes <laughs> We'll abbreviate it. So there you go. Sorry, Actually, go did you uh, did you open a fuel cap? Because you know the Aston Martins that have been pressed cars, everyone's had a problem with the fuel cap. Uh, no, because it is a quick fill. Oh, don't need to, bro. Race car, God. and I'm not going to say because because fuck that meme. That's a dumb meme. But at the same time, I think the street cars need to just have quick fuel. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be rad. That'd be so awesome. Uh, but the, yeah, the car... The, You're right. Yeah, I was going to say, that's once again, it's called the Fiesta. Rip the cap off. <laughs> um, so the uh, the fun part was we did a couple down and backs on this section of road. And the roads around the ring are wonderful. Did you spend it, any There's time no in drought the there. Everything's green. Did, did we what? Spend any time in Adenal, the town? Uh, we drove to a town, and I have no idea what town it was. It's the one where like the top of the ring passes over on no. the bridge. It's awesome. And there's mm. a cafe right there where you just sit there and eat your Covivost. And you can hear the race cars just blasting down. And actually, that's, that's the stretch cool. of the wing, ring where it's a straightaway and it goes downhill and it goes up 
and it, uh, it kind of goes left, it, it, and it goes, it goes right, it hooks, it goes to, left, it hooks it goes to the right, right. Uh, and it, it turns over to the right really <laughs> sharply, and it's an uphill stretch, and there's actually a speed limit on that section of the ring. Yeah. That's the only yeah. part that anybody's going to be able to know. Is that near right. Flugplatz? Where no. The, okay. It's near the other corner with the German name. Well, no, because there's the one they did the one speed limit because the GTR went off into the crowd uh, like a month or so ago. Um, But um, so yeah, we we did the the car. The fun part was there's four journalists total on this trip, and we do a couple. We don't have a lot of time with this car. Uh, It has to be in the parade laps, which I'll get to in a minute later on that day. Um, So because every automaker gets their own separate parade laps. Right. Um, but so we drive it down, drive it back. I think I took the longest because I had to turn the car around and I took a wrong turn, but I didn't get God shit because it, it was a race car. Even though it had less lock than the standard car because you want less lock when you're doing 200 at night. Um, right. But so we come back and they're like, well, okay, well, we got to go to another location in a different section. It's a quiet, it's another quiet road. We're going to get some, uh, our photographer's going to get some photos. You can do more, you know, in-car stuff. I'm the only one doing video. So I went last. I had my camera still set up. I had the seat set in the same position. They're like, well, do you want to just drive it to the next location? And I look at the other journalists like, <laughs> fuck you guys. So uh, I did. Were they, all, awesome. were they all Germans and Brits or something? Or no, it was Americans. Guys? Oh. It was Americans. Americans. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, so I got more time than them, uh, which is Fuck them. Yeah, because no. that's all auto journalism is about. Is it one upping your fellow yeah, bastards? Fuck everyone else. Uh, so the car was amazing, and now this time we're going through more crowded roads to get the other location. And I went through under a bridge, and there's probably 15 people just standing on the side of the road drinking beer, watching cars because uh, so many cool. I've never seen so many Audi R6s. I've actually never seen Audi R- RS6s. RS6s. So, right. And I've seen there, there was at least 10 just service cars for the track that were RS6s. Avants, of course. I'm talking the wagon. That's because that's we're filthy Americans. We don't get such a luxury. They, I saw them all over the place. Uh, so when I passed them, I clutched in and revved the shit out of it and then clutched out and went past them. So they all gave a thumbs up for that. But it was fun. Um, but we got surprised that same day um, because uh, – so earlier in the day, you know, they leave gifts in your room because it's a press event. They do that of course. Shit. One of the things was a Nürburgring sticker. Yeah. And later on, I was telling the PR guy, I'm like, oh, I can't really put this on my car. I didn't get to drive the ring. And he's like, well, maybe we'll be fixing that later on. I was like, what? What? Because they didn't tell us this part. They you, you normally give you an itinerary of right. everything. They didn't include this. We got to drive the parade laps. I drove on the ring. It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> You're the only one clapping. That's yes. not Jeff. I know. I'm the only that's one Jeff. clapping. That was me Jeff clapping for fapping. myself. Yeah. yeah. And just us going like... Once okay. again, Jeff's wet. <laughs> and he's a man. Uh, so, yeah, there was about 60 Aston Martins. We didn't drive the GP portion of the, you know. Right. Uh, we drove the, basically the Nordschleife. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing, Parade Lab. Fucking amazing. Parade Lab, did it limit your speeds there? or They said they were going to, uh, but they let us move pretty quickly. The only problem was there was a car, two cars in front of me with another journalist who wasn't really pushing it. So the, the pack would... <laughs> stretch out a little bit Jeff, and then name some names two cars behind him so it's me so this would be two cars in front of me so the two cars behind this journalist were on his bumper and we can't pass and we're just like you need to go faster is motherfucker is there a horn did those race cars come with the horns I think these, race no cars- these were all street cars these oh, were all oh, like oh, someone okay. was in a Vanquish <laughs> I was in a V12 van, uh, I was no I was in the N430 which is Europe's V8 Vantage GT right uh, somebody else was in a V12 Vantage S convertible and he was pumped because he wanted to do it with the top down they're like no 
Oh, come uh, on. Windows up, top up. Oh. Um, it was track rules. It wasn't yeah, Aston yeah, Martin yeah, saying yeah, it. Because that convertible top will really save you in a row. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that might keep you contained. Well, actually, it, you'd yeah. be out the window. You know, how with awesome would we do a lap with, with the top, the top down? down? It's probably got those, like, you know, like the hydraulic, like, oh, emergency rollover bars. No, it definitely right? has. Yeah. You can so see that, the panel where they come yeah, out of that it. That would work better than <laughs> whatever. But either way, even with getting, we still touched, like, 90 to 100 in the longer sections where we could have gone much faster. But... It was still fucking amazing because you're sitting there like because especially because we weren't expecting it. You're just going through and there's people on the fences waving. There was a couple British flags actually waving, but right. there's people cheering uh, no matter what car you're in. The lead car was Rose, the race car right. next to that a car we don't get in the states. It's the V12 Vantage GT, which is fucking evil. Oh, cool. Yeah, it wow. has it has race arrow. It's Jeez. a street car with race arrow. They're sport carbon seats Alcantara inside leather door poles instead of regular door poles and then like raw carbon fiber for the door panels and the center console it's fucking awesome Jesus yeah it's it's. Like, here's my I, I just got that's a, that's a cool car but did you guys give that journalist that was slow as fuck copious amounts of shit afterwards no and here's why Jeff gave him one no I don't we, we to each other we ripped him we ripped on him but to him we didn't because I never want to push somebody past their limit on a racetrack that's so true. if he was going as fast as he felt comfortable, as as much as I would have wanted to go faster, and there was room to do it, and the cars can handle it, you know, if he's right, going as fast as he feels comfortable, fuck it. I'm not going to And it's him. like, you know, hiking or mountain biking rules. You always want to go as fast as the slowest guy because you don't want to make sure – you well, don't no. want to leave a man behind. I just put the slowest oh, guy I'd be happy. I would have been well, that's happy exactly to, to leave folks behind because yeah, exactly. they're going to be on the same fucking road to me. So I would have been happy – but – I don't want to be. I mean, we were on his bumper a couple of times, but you know, no horn, no lights. Um, either way, even with that, it was amazing. So I feel like I can kind of put my sticker. I'm going to put one on the truck because that's fucking hilarious, and then I'm going to put. I'm probably going to put one on the wagon because that actually makes sense. See, I'm never going to put a Nurburgring sticker on my any car I own until I ship that car over there and drive it on the Nurburgring. I can understand that. But I also, at the same time, like uh, our friend but, Matt from the Smoking Tire has one in his Volt, and that's hysterical. That's awesome. Actually, no, I do get it because when after I drove the Nurburgring, yes, I also drove the Nurburgring. <laughs> um, I, I did buy a sticker, and it is proudly it was proudly on my work laptop, and now it's on my refrigerator. So my refrigerator has been on the Nurburgring. So you peeled it off your laptop to put it on your fridge. It wasn't like a track outline. It was actually an old school Nurburgring sticker. Oh, so, okay, okay. I, yeah. I have the two track outlines. Someone said for the truck, I should put two tire tracks across it and say like shortcut <laughs> like that's nice. kind of funny that's uh, pretty cool but you know whatever either way Nurburgring fucking awesome yeah it's great uh, but apparently I am going back to England uh, next month actually in like a week or two for more Aston Martin shenanigans uh uh Isle of Man oh right you mentioned that where we become a man uh, yeah I'm going Isle of Man with Subaru are you going to do Parade Lab there too uh, no but I am going to get to drive I don't think we're driving the full N-Spec rally car or whatever the fuck they call it. Is this a Subaru event or something? Yep. Yeah. So we're doing hot place. laps with Higgins. We're doing, uh, which we've had Cantle, Chris Cantle, formerly of Road and Track, on the show before, um, who was in the car when Higgins got sideways at like 150 in town. But we're doing hot laps with him, so it's going to be exciting. Right. Uh, nice. But we're going into the, we're actually driving, I guess, one of the rally stages because there's the, the Manx rally. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It looks fucking I mean, it's all, it's going to be awesome. What I, I, I'm not even a motorcycle guy. No, I'm one of my super pumped. one of my dreams is to chip uh, a motorcycle over there and ride it on the Isle of Man. Not even fast. Just no, just ride like it vacation. And, yeah. and just to remind you, Jeff, when you're there, it's not England. It's the United Kingdom. It's UK. 
But the island man is its own sovereign state. Jeff, well, you know... Fuck you, bloke. Yeah. You're That's, itching for a punch. That is, uh, <laughs> that is literally the worst accent, worse than anything I've ever said. I, I, don't, I don't know that about is, that. You, man. you might have... You might beat Dick Van Dyke with that one. You might have just offended every <laughs> British audience member we have. Oh, I could do way worse than yeah. that. Um, By the way, when you're there, you should buy a Peel. You should get in, you should get in touch with Peel Engineering because they started remaking the Trident and, and they're on one. They're on the island. They're right? on the island. That's a good idea. You should drive one. That would be amazing. Also, uh, everybody like, has what's... their transport from the airport. Right. Everybody's transport from the airport. No, no, my car's over here. Yeah. Me, 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 me. <laughs> and then, and then you like just pick it up and pull it into the airport. I've, be I've been finding the the electric bike series around the island man is really cool now. Yeah, because they've been doing. They're they're just about as fast as the gas bikes now, and they're dead silent. So it's just That's crazy. You've got these crazy, crazy <laughs> fast bikes, and because it's a relatively short course. You know, as far as that goes, you can complete the entire race on one charge. Huh. So it's this really cool series now where it's just like you see something go by you at 200 miles an hour and you're like, what the fuck was that? I think I think the current record for um, Isle of Man is actually set by an electric bike. And it was by, uh, I think, John McGinnis, who uh, is a legendary Isle of Man racer for um, decades. And really? He, just, he did it recently in a – Mugen developed a, an electric Honda CBR essentially and wow. he did it into that. Now, because I think the car record is Higgins in the Subaru, uh, but either way, it'll be. I mean, it's going to be rad. We're going to drive their rally cars. We're talking to their best rally driver, I, Isla Man. I'm sure it's going to be festive, and so I might need another handler and a taser. And so by the time you get done with this summer, are you going to have anything left on your bucket list? Or are you no, no. After that trip, travel's pretty much restricted for me anyway. So <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, for good uh, reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but. Um, Switching gears to shit that's going on stateside. Did any of you guys see Jay Leno's Garage today or whenever? It the S six hundred. Yes. Yes. Holy shit! Is that awesome? Yeah. I, I I'm surprised I've not seen that car in the Canyons because I'm there a right? lot. Which car is this? So uh, Leno had this guy come in. He met him at the Rock Store, I guess. Right. It's an it's an a beat to shit 1964 Honda S six hundred. Sweet. He loves those things because yeah yeah. He just did a he just did an Athena at the Peterson where he was filming for his. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I saw it. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's doing a new car show and he he's doing an episode on Japanese cars and he had a uh, he he had R two eighty ZX with thirty five thousand miles on it. He had the Mazda Luce rotor front wheel drive rotary coupe. Um, that belongs to one of our board members who just bought it on Gunet because he's like everyone else, except he actually buys cars off Gunet instead of just browses them. Nice. And then um, we also had we also borrowed a uh, BRE replica Datsun two five ten, which is gnarly as hell, from like and Corolla a, uh, or something. No, from uh, Sage Nissan up in North Hollywood. Oh, that's they cool. also they also lent us a, a sixteen hundred Fair Lady Datsun Roadster. So this gentleman on Leno's Garage, he took his it's, he. Bought it without an engine because he it wanted it that way. Shit, it's beat to too. shit. Um, he put in a CBR 1000 RR motor, the oh, Fireblade motor. Makes 160 horse. He also has fucking nitrous in the trunk. Well, yeah, but not only that, he's got a full cantilever suspension setup that he built for the thing. Too, yeah, from like R6 using using the coilovers off of Honda off of Honda motorcycles. motorcycles. Yeah, like it almost looks like Aventador suspension the way he did it. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's oh my a god, wider board, yeah. wider wheels and tires at all four corners, brakes. It looked um, like it was a square stance too. Pretty, yeah, it did. Uh, it actually, I think it has the same wheels as my truck, which is weird. They're like Krager D windows. It's really, but uh, he does. He has the gearbox from the bike. But it, he ditched the chain, and it's sent through a two-piece BMW drive shaft. Two, two-piece BMW drive shaft, uh, Miata half axles. I can't remember yep. what the the uh, gauge the gauge cluster, which was. fits perfectly, is from the bike. It looks like it he's came got out it of a set race up pack. like think of where like a mini has its cluster. Like that's yeah. where he's got it. In the middle, 
And yeah. it's uh, it's, and so they're cruising in this thing, and it's just it screams to twelve grand. Um, and the, gear, the gear shift sound too, amazing. Right? I I don't think so. Probably a restricted RPM because if you did any faster, the entire like drivetrain would explode. Well, I think because he switched to that BMW drive shaft, I oh, think right. he's good. You know what's just dawned on me? How is reverse happening in that car? I have no idea. He pushes it. That's a good question. Make sure you park downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because I don't even know if they brought that up in the episode. No, they did not. I no. think you're huh. just very strategic huh. with your parking. Well, it's a little car. You can park it anywhere. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's probably got a handle in the back. He just picks it up like a peel truck. Right? Well, with, with all the effort that he put into engineering the rear suspension, I would not be surprised. Yeah, he may have. If, well, yeah. the, the way the Goldwing works is it uses the starter motor run in reverse. Really? To move the bike backwards. <laughs> so Maybe. it's entirely possible that So a Goldwing starter, yeah. Probably the easiest thing to engineer for the bike, uh, for the car. Which is, it's, you know... 20 minutes and some wiring. And, and yeah. that being a Honda, the, the Goldwing part might actually just bolt up to it. Right. That's so But, the, like, the grill's all fucked up. Yeah. It's like this ratty red paint, uh, and it can probably just wax every single thing in the canyon. Oh, and there's one nice, nice sharp piece of sheet metal directly in front of your face in the cabin. Yeah. So if you crash the car, you're splitting your head in half. Whoa, that's easy, Chris. Don't crash. <laughs> no, but Duh. I mean, there's a level of, like unsafe I'm willing to deal with and that's pretty high that car the interior on it I'm like oh that's a death trap and it's so and Lano uh, made fun of it because he said you know normally it's the more money than brains he said this is the more brains than money club (laughs) see this is this is basically just zero fucks RX-7 but 20 years earlier but he said he had about six grand into it yeah he said because Jay's like ah yeah this is uh, you know about 10,000 he's like he's like no way under 10 he's like closer to five that's genius yeah the car's fucking awesome wrecked CBRs for under a grand. He said he got the entire drivetrain for a thousand bucks. And he said that he said that's the all day long price too. Um, oh yeah. So all the yeah. I really yeah. want one now. And I'm sure there's tons of Rex CBR with thousands. Let's yeah. let's just make tons a list of, of let's just make a list of awesome cars we can put CBR motors in right now. All right, Mini Coopers. Someone's First broken Miata. Miata. Yeah, actually, yeah, there is that kit. You know, you get a Hayabusa. Is there a kit? There's a Hayabusa motor in a Miata. You just need to buy an adapter plate. It's actually um, this company that uh, Dave Coleman helped found and helped engineer is a uh, Miata Busa. Hmm. Yeah, there's huh. a there's That'd a really bitching. great. Uh, Build article that goes over the course of like two years. If you got doing it, my Civic would have been more fun with a CBR motor. Same horsepower, (laughs) better noise. How you would have mounted that in that car? I'm not sure. With transverse, no clue. There's a lot of things I could have done. Seriously, yeah. No, if if Sochiro Honda was a ghost and he actually saw that car, I think he would be wet. And he's a man, so (laughs) that would have been great. That's really perfect. Yes, yes, yes. They Uh, should put that. They should take that thing to a Honda like board meeting and just be like, build shit like this. So speaking of definitely, Honda's yeah. got to figure it out. Yeah, because you know, there's well, that, they're bringing the Type R. There is that rumor that we're supposed to get the S S six sixty, except as an S one thousand with a turbo motor or something like that. So, oh, because they have the new, they have that one point five liter, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not even a one point five. I think it's just going to be like a eleven hundred. It's either going to be a turbo version of that six sixty motor right now, or it's going to be like a larger one point liter board out. But you know, that six sixty that's in Japan right now, which looks like a like one of those erasers, pink erasers that we all had in high school. That thing's sweet. Yeah, Honda's too sensible. That'll never come here. I think hopefully they're changing tune because the fact that we're finally getting the Global Civic and the Type R is at least a step in the right direction. I think the Global Civic, though, if you look at it, I mean, it's to me, it's amazing that it took automakers fifty years to get to this point where they're like, we don't need to build thirty different versions of a fucking car. Everybody saw what Ford was doing. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that makes sense. (laughs) It just makes, yeah, it makes. Which is funny considering they're all looking to Ford as this example only recently because Ford used to build like three different Escorts across the world for fifty years, and ours Mm -hmm. were the worst. 
worst. And no. there is a there is a European Escort for sale in Virginia for eleven grand, and it's mint. But it's I like will a say, series two. On the on the on the Honda front, I think it makes sense with the Civic because they know they're going to be able to move those. Yeah, there's no doubt that they're going to be able to sell that. Even just on name recognition alone. Oh, it's a Civic. Oh, it looks different. All right, I'll buy one anyway. The there Civic is still in the top ten selling vehicles in the United States, yeah. and yeah. for them to sell a hotted up version of it, it's not going to be a stretch, especially considering that supposedly that's going to hold the new front wheel drive uh, ring record. Well, I think it already has it. Yeah, I think they already did it. Did they do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they I already did it. it. And then they, it's like, um, I think it's like eight oh five or something Jeez. like that. Something crazy, which really is fast, I think the and then I think the last record was held held by the Cobalt SS Turbo. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was a European car. It, it was, was like a Renault Renault, yeah, Renault a, Sport Magane or something. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a European car. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but the Cobalt to give didn't you, have it for a while. To give you yeah. an idea of how fast that is, the GT3 cars at Nurburgring. Granted, they're running the edition of the GP circuit and they have traffic. Their average lap times are about eight twenty. Right. So the Civic did eight oh five. It's it's impressive. Now the question is: Is it going to be impressive enough to not buy a, a Focus RS, like Ooh. everyone here in America is about to do, or at least everyone but, in this room is about to do? Let's think about for a minute what made all of those late '90s, early 2000s Hondas popular. Is because you could buy a Civic mm-hmm. and you could get a Type R motor, and it just bolted in, and it took a little bit of work on the wiring, and it worked, and it was easy, and you could go from from reasonably quick to hellaciously fast. They were easy to build; parts were cheap. And then we got into the modern era, and now we have Hondas that aren't particularly reliable. They're no more no more reliable than anybody else's cars. And so the shine has got off. It's like, well, I'm not going to just buy a Honda because they're reliable. Everybody says they are. But having worked on them, Hondas are no more reliable than any other car that's have, out there. And, and I'll back you up on that because I got rid of my element because it was having – it wasn't – motor issues it was all the other little shit of dry rot in the suspension in a car that shouldn't have had it at that age it was a rear end that kept leaking it was you know just minor things like suspension problems and you know a frozen caliper for no apparent reasons the motors are still good from honda especially considering the fact that they're now driven by a chain and not a belt anymore which as we know what happens with those fucking things nah you're good don't worry about it you know <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how did all that happen in california i mean you live by the beach but the should that have caused any of that problem that car went from texas to california it lived its entire life in a very moderate climate and uh just even being by the beach, I think that was enough. But I don't think that that those early to mid two thousands Hondas were nothing to write home about as far as the quality control went. And you can hear that. Shall we echo- mention Honda Accord transmissions of that generation? I don't know that much about them. Oh Please my god! Me. You can you could like set a clock, and you knew they were going. Yeah, they were just the awful. automatics specifically. The automatics were were awful. How many miles? And how many miles did it go? Fifty, sixty thousand was Jeez. pretty average for that. That's brutal. I know people that have had four and five of those transmissions in their cars, and they never, they never found a fix for it. It wasn't like, oh, okay, we made a mistake here. We'll just go ahead and fix this, and all the new ones that come out will be fixed. Every single one of those transmissions. So every just, fifty thousand miles, it's like a Chrysler minivan transmission, right. like the same kind of like really. It's a yeah, Honda. but that was expected. Well, you don't minivan. expect it in the Honda. But no, you don't. You get the same. The same output from it. Yeah, Honda's always been... I mean, their, their manual transmissions are almost unmatched. They're fucking amazing. And I think that was one thing with, with those hot cars also was you could build a 900-horsepower Civic and the stock transmission would handle every bit of it. You know, you might have to do a little bit here and there. But, I mean, for the most part, you could put that power through that transmission. You didn't have to worry about, um, about major problems with... You know, everything else would hold up. And so now it's just it's 
It's deplorable. I remember that being a big thing because that was right when I was at, you know coming out of high school, going into college. So it was you know you didn't have a lot of money. People had a little more money to play with than when they were you know sixteen. Yeah. And the big draw was it was cheap. As soon as everybody had any money, they ditched all those cars and bought V8s. And that was, I think that was the big appeal is that it was so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, don't, I mean, at least at least it shows that they're bringing it, that they're listening. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to potentially driving a start. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason, you've been driving some cool shit lately. Uh, why don't you fill us in on that a little bit? So, a couple of weeks back, I enjoyed a regular standard 85 kilowatt tesla model s and it was pretty cool it's a fast car it's no, it was just a regular it was not the p85 even it still it's still yeah, it was yeah it was i would call it fairly brisk uh i think it was like they do like 5.4 seconds to 60 it's it's enough for a big car for a yeah. big car like that so uh it was an interesting car to drive around um the big complaint i felt with the car were the seats the seats aren't very good hmm. in the Tesla, and a lot of people aren't saying that. Everything else is good. I just think there's a few things about ergonomics that I wasn't really particularly happy with, but the performance, uh, everything ends with it, and uh, do not try to charge that car on 110 volt. It, you just don't get anything <laughs> out of it. It's terrible. Now, the center stack is dope as hell, right? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, it's just I, I still think that's why people <clears throat> crash those cars. <laughs> It has. I mean, no, well, they went from Prius drivers to being Tesla drivers, so that's a, maybe another attributing factor. But that screen is. I mean, you can. Kind you of you, it you out. say they went from Prius drivers to Tesla drivers. They really went from S class drivers. No, you can see what you can see. All Prius drivers and Teslas. Well, if they fucking just know what got doing. a promotion. They're like, no, they're like hugging the both lanes on either side, texting <laughs> on their. I don't know. It's, it's it's a little bit ridiculous, but it was it was a pretty cool. I, car. I love the idea of a Tesla driver texting on his tiny ass phone when there's a friggin' big screen right in front of him. <laughs> uh, the, the problem with the Tesla interface is that they need to make it gesture based, not necessarily pressing every little button. You need to work when you're doing touchscreen interfaces. You have to you have to think in terms of not absolute accuracy. You have to have that fudge room of just being able to swipe left, swipe right. Maybe you know, like if you remember the old Palm Pilots where you could draw the letters on the pad. Uh-huh. That kind of thing works much better than trying to type on a tiny. Well, it's what like like what Audi does in some of the cars. You can write letters instead yeah, of typing, exactly, which is kind of cool. Yeah. The cool thing I didn't do with the screen is that you can split it into two modes. Yeah. So you got mm-hmm. it's huge, so you can it's half an iPad and you can throw it up there. So what I would do is I put the map on the bottom because I just like looking at that because their maps is Google Maps is gorgeous. But then putting the rear rear view camera on there. Too, oh, so it runs can, the whole time. So it's driving the whole time while you're driving. So I'm just like just rolling around. It's just I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm like Ooh, it's just, I, I'm like I'm a kid in a candy store. With yeah. Stuff like that. So I like tech. But uh, this weekend. BMW M4. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and okay. there's another one. Which one did you? Which one was it? Was it He's the orange red one wet. that would spin in the fleet? No, no, no. It's 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 different. Uh, we, we, we won't get into we won't get into how he drove the car. I'll tell you later. How I got oh, okay. into that car. I got uh, just to say it's I not had, a press car. Uh, let's just say I had a BMW M4 for the weekend <laughs> and uh, permission to drive Do the ever living shit out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good. It's re- okay. So here's the things about it. It is – I did not expect it to be as loud as it was. Rick, we did Hooniverse mm-hmm. Camera Car 2.0 with the Z06, so that was really kind of cool uh, that we had the, the Z06 uh, up there in the canyons with it. But it is a loud car. 
Yeah, on startup, you kick that M mode. It's just it's really really especially really when it's in that closed loop mode and it's just dumping fuel into it. It's just it's got that very it's got that hum to it that's louder than your neighbors are gonna like. <laughs> oh, I I kind of pissed my neighbors off a little bit with that car this weekend. The first thing I would do is I would just kick. Right into my M setting, right on startup. Okay, M setting. Let's go. It's like every time. So and you got to press like fifteen buttons just to get the exact setting you want. And and I'm thank you, Blake, for bringing that up. There's a lot of things that you got. You got to be able to learn that car and figure out the way you drive for way you want to set that car up. Now I figured out. I first put in everything because I'm an idiot. Right. I just put it all. It's too much. Turning everything off. Let's put everything in sport plus. I'm a, I'm an idiot. Just go. It, it's too much. You it's know what? Frenetic. When I when I drove that car, steering in sport plus, mm-hmm. suspension in comfort because I'm lazy, and engine and transmission in uh, medium. And there you go. I did. I did a little bit different. I kept sure. The dynamic stability control on. Engine Sport Plus, and look, this is such so nerdy while we're talking about the BMW. <laughs> well, this is a car that's it's, expected to be nerdy. It is very nerdy. So Sport Plus on engine, Sport on suspension, because I was really moving at a pretty good pace. Right. Uh, sport Plus for transmission shift mode two, and okay. leaving all the dynamic stability on, because there's a couple times I'm moving, and I think you did see it a couple times. We're moving, and I'm getting wheel spin at 80. Jesus. Oh, so, it, it, did you, I mean, it's, so you had the automatic, the oh, SMG. Yeah. yeah. So it was executive package. Uh, with the cloth seats, which I really, really like. Yeah, I like that. I, that's cool. I, like I, like that. I love cloth seats. So that's I drove cool. it with the leather. I, I, I rather like them. I li- I'm I sure. I mean, I'm sure the leather in the car is great, but the fact that they offer cloth, I like. I like cloth seats. Cloth in an executive package car. That's really cool. So it had that. So executive cloth, M dynamic suspension. Uh, and the lighting package, which I really like having nice. good lighting with the car. That's true. Now, that's key. I think there was something with the car, too, that had the M-Tune on it as well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, it allegedly would do faster than 15 and a half miles an hour. <laughs> it, it, it did. It it's broke so the like gentleman's it. agreement speed limit, maybe. It, maybe. Can, can we go back to electronics for just a second? Go for it. Oh, when, when you shut off the car... Do you have to go back and push all the fucking buttons all over again to get mm-hmm. it back to where you were? No. I, all I did Hallelujah. Is, so I went in an M1 setting. I had – everything was – so DSC was off and then everything was on. I was like, that's the full idiot mode. Yeah, you and can program that through iDrive, right? You can through the iDrive and then I hit M2, which was my actual Canyon setting so that I could <laughs> – that was automatically where I would want to go. And I would keep that on because if it was cold out or whatever in the mornings when I did go drive to our local cars and coffee. Stability. That. So yeah. to answer your question – Yes, it will fall back to normal driving mode when you shut the car off and start it back up. But you you set all your presets yeah, you to one of the M modes. So there's a and preset. Then, but yeah. you also have to figure out how to put it in park because there's no park on that SMG. You have to put it in neutral and yank the e-brake and hope no one steals the car or something. Well, something the reason like I was asking is I've had an S63 to drive for a while. Mm-hmm. Every time you shut that off, it goes back into comfort and the transmission goes back. And there isn't just one button you can push and say, please give me back the car that I wanted to drive in the first place. you got to push a whole bunch of freaking buttons. And after a while, you're like, screw it. I'm not even going to bother. Because you know, if you're driving around town, you're kind of daily in the car. I just want it to drive the same way every time, but I don't want to push 20 buttons every mm-hmm. time I get in the car right. to make it go back to where it was. If I can just push one button and we're good... Fine. I wonder how much that has to do with emissions regulation, though, and that they fall back to the default to meet some yeah. fuel economy standard. Probably. Well, the default has a start-stop on the M4. Right. So you would just go in, and I just that was the most irritating thing I have ever experienced with a car. I hate start-stop. It started quickly, but 
if you're really trying to get off the line with that car, mm-hmm. it's that hesitation. It's a little hiccup right there. I do there, not yeah. like it. The, the SL63 literally stalled. Probably thirty percent of the time that the start stop was, was on. Is that part oh, of the geez. reason why it's with you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wait, S, this is an SL sixty three. SL sixty three. And what what year is it? You still have that 14? thing? Yeah, you yeah. had that for so long. <laughs> I can't find the problem. I need to keep this. What, what is what car is this? Around. What is this car like? A car you're working on, or a car you own, or someone well, we dumped it on you? A little bit before it's lemon law uh, stuff. Yeah. It's it's being investigated for a lemon law condition. Um, I don't know how much I'm supposed to talk about. Right yeah, now, fair enough. Okay, that's all I think. That's all you need. It to doesn't say. have anything to do with the drivability of the vehicle. Right. It's a a problem related to an accessory kind of gremliny okay. shit. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So um, it literally has gremlins because the owners fed them after midnight. Just, well, just that's do a problem. Not water them. That dude doesn't fly air- in airplanes either. Who? The guy who has gremlins. Oh. Okay. So, so yes. one last thing that close out the <laughs> Twilight Zone reference, Jeff. Oh. One yeah. last thing. Didn't get so, it. So that early morning we went in to go film, and I allegedly did whatever I did. I'm cruising on the highway, 80, everybody does it, whatever. Yes. And so you slowed down to 80. <laughs> no, no. I slowed on 8. Okay. Okay. So immediately, I'm about 20 minutes after I get onto the highway, Immediately, oil pressure low. Red, red, I'm, and, I, and my literally heart sunk to my stomach. I about I was just, oh, I got sick in my stomach about this. So stop the car, limp it to a gas station. It didn't go into limp mode or anything. It just was completely oil pressure low and all that kind of good stuff. I popped the hood. I didn't know this. BMWs do not have dipsticks. No, they do. Maybe that's just me being stupid, but they don't. Have I would. Dipsticks. I wouldn't have known that. I just was. I, I, so I, I, thought, I thought they put dipsticks back in their cars. No, though. there's that's like the right there's underneath like... the the freaking engine cover. There's a you see some sort of thread that you would think that's where a dipstick would be. Right. But it's just like a. Remember when we saw that? We're like, why is why is this thread piece here? That's why it looks like something should be here, but it's not. I don't think we talked about. It. I think you looked at it, but I, I mean, yeah, maybe that's just me being stupid. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the new German cars are like, why would we need sticks? We'll rely on our sensors because German electronics never fail. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, And that's not. what it is. And, and Rick, you'll be able to remind me on this. So we go wait at a local AutoZone and, go f- and get some mobile 5W30, which they recommend by waiting. Zero have- W30. Was it zero W30? Zero Excuse W30. Me. 5W30 was the, uh, was the alternative. alternate. Okay. Right. See, that's why we have Rick here. He's uh, keeps me honest. BMW is very particular about their oil, and they really aren't even happy if you use anything except their particular Castrol Super BMW solid gold plated. Their special oil is better than the other special oil. I didn't want it blowing up that day. That would have been a very bad thing. So we go, I think we first got two quarts of oil. Two quarts, and we're thinking, all right, we'll throw one in. Yeah. Put the one in, and and we run the system. Well, still low. Because BMW being BMW, we can't run it immediately. You gotta let the car warm up, you know, turn around three times, face the moon, do something. <laughs> Finally, it decides that we now have permission to ask the car to please tell us if the oil level is acceptable. <laughs> so we, we go do that again, and it still says add one quart. So we add the second one, and then we go to another location. We keep driving, we run it again. It's still a quart low. Jesus. So I buy three more fucking quarts of oil oh, to make God. sure. $8 a quart. $8.99. Ugh. Ugh. 
so eight ninety nine a quart of oil, and we add the other two. We don't we reimburse for receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it, it just was irritating. And, it, and the thing is, it's a seven quart system. So how low was the oil in this car? Yeah. Yeah. You ran it for how long without that it much was a, oil? It was a day and a half. And where would and all that, that oil have gone? Just been burned out, or they they burn? Or they yes. recommend yeah. every thousand to two thousand miles to add a quart of oil. I think the Panamera on on a brand new car. Let, let's clarify. BMW's acceptable use is a quart every thousand okay, miles. They've been use. that way for the last three generations. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm never buying a BMW. It, it's not. <laughs> no, you're buying other reliable things. things. Oh, oh yeah, those be way more reliable. But it's not the first BMW I've worked on an oil consumption issue either. It is. It's absolutely nuts. The E60 M5 was notorious for it. And how many how many miles were on that car? That was seventy. I, I put three hundred fifty miles on the car, so like seventy five hundred when I got it. At like seventy eight hundred when yep. when I saw it. Yeah. See, it's a German feature. They don't have piston rings. Feature. <laughs> no oil control rings. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Now, Blake, okay. it's funny you mentioned that uh, about you buying. You bought something. Did I? I think you did. Right? I don't know. Can we talk about? I'm it? Still working on it. Oh. Um. Uh, actually, uh, a few it. other. Is it too late to talk <laughs> you out of it? <laughs> Uh, probably. Actually, it oh, probably God. is because um, a few other things. Have, I, I I'm not going to talk about this on the air yet. So, oh, okay. we'll talk about this Sorry. after the air because so, no. um, a few other things have turned up in my in my life involving oh. um, people I know and everything. You know, I don't even want to sound crazy. All right, it's, it's not important. You know what? I'm I'm riding the Moto Guzzi all day, and I probably need to fill that thing up with oil too. <laughs> <laughs> you de- let me let me. Yes, you do. Italian uh, motorcycle. Now, uh, the most reliable vehicle you've ever owned, right? It's been the most reliable vehicle I've ever owned. I for now, it's irony ever. Now, <laughs> my uh, getting back to my vehicle, I haven't been able to drive it in like three weeks just because I've been traveling, and then in the meantime, fixing little things here and there. Uh, last time I drove it was home from your shop. No, I drove no, it drove in it the city. Here. Yeah, that day sucked. And then sucked. you drove it to the podcast here. That day sucked. Uh, but so. It was backfiring, and it's just the fuel pressure was off because we needed to put the regulator back on. I put the regulator back on, and the fuel's right where it's supposed to be, 5.5 PSI. But fuel's now coming out of the left side of the carb. Oh, but oh. I found out it's most likely that the, um, the, the jets or the floats, the floats or whatever. The, floats so, yeah, I just need to take it off, fix it. Gummed up? Yeah. It just had too much fuel flowing through it. So this shouldn't be a big deal. That's a really easy to tear apart. Right. Really? I'm going to take it off. I'm going to learn. I'm going to dive into the carb, learn more about more about the carb. I'm actually really interested to do this. So uh, once I do that, then I'm I, I'm trying to think what else I need to do. I'm going to help but, you with this. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to do this one. I on don't my, know shit about <laughs> carbs, and I'm the first to admit that. <laughs> I'm going to do this one on, on like my back table in my patio, like with the computer and like really like dive in and you learn about the carburetor. You may not even take it all the way off the truck. No? I think on yours the top plate pops off. You can just four screws, the top plate pops off. Yeah, it is four screws. Back together. Yeah. You know what? At the risk of losing things down those, it might be a good idea. Just Come on. We're in a sense of adventure. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've taken carburetors apart. I've taken inline four carburetors apart off motorcycles and everything. I've taken them completely apart, done rebuild kits and everything, cleaned them everything, soaked them overnight and everything. I still don't know shit about carbs. <laughs> carbs are basically freaking black magic to me, okay? They're uh, voodoo. Air, air goes in there, fuel kind of goes in there, and your car runs. That's all uh, I know. It's, it's not that it's overly con- It's finicky. Yeah. That's what it is. If you, if you look at a carb the wrong way, it won't run. I think that's how it works. If a cat walks over your hood of your car, it's not going to run. <laughs> well, either way, I'm, a, I'm actually kind of excited to take it off because I've never really sat down with a carburetor in front of me 
and like and asked it, examined it. You know, carburetor. What are your secrets? (laughs) Tell me your world. Well, you see, Um, Jupiter rising has to align with Mars, and then your carburetor works. So you'll be proud of this, Rick. The dawning of the age of Aquarius. I got got the fuel line that I needed to put the fuel pressure regulator on, and um, I noticed that the fuel line, if I, the extra fuel line from the filter, it was. Not loose, but it had a lot of room if it was going to move around. And the first place I know it would wind up is in the fan. <laughs> so I used zip ties, and I have it nice and secure off Excellent. the sides. I, I felt very That's proud of myself. Just like, I got zip ties in my tool chest. Let me fix this. I'm a man now. Uh, Next time so, I go to Harbor Freight, I will buy you the five-pound bag don't. of zip ties. Please don't. I think, then, I, have then, this, I, think I still have this left over <laughs> from like their one-pound bag. And then the, Jeff will the be The Harbor wet. Freight zip ties are notorious for being brittle. So if you tighten them too tight, they snap on their own. Yeah, no. So I them. You wrap please like go to 10. Home Depot and well, buy. Well, this one's not fully tightened down. <laughs> I'll have to double check. I'm trying I'll to think what else I got to do in there. Oh, I have somebody who's going to weld up the roll pan for me. Um, I, I uh, someone so we're. I was talking to someone else about the cooling, and they said I really need to check the water pump. It's really easy to do. Just check the water pump. We've mm-hmm. never checked the water pump, but we did. We didn't check the Pulled pump, the did we? cap off and watched it push coolant right No, we checked the, the thermostat. Well, but if the th- if the water pump wasn't working, yeah. there wouldn't have been any flow. It wouldn't have been fine. Regardless of the okay, because then I talked to somebody else who's like, no, your water pump's probably fine. So everybody's now pointing. It's all pointing back towards the radiator, most likely, right? And the need to pull air through the radiator. Yes. Yes. You need yes. a shroud or an electric fan set up. But no, no, no. It, even without the electric fan thing, the, uh we were getting some flow. We put the paper up, you know, yeah, did all that tested. shit. There's flow through There's the radiator. There's flow through oh, the yeah. radiator. So, and as big as that radiator is, it should be cooling the fucking it truck. It should cool the Queen Mary. Right. So, <laughs> I want to take the radiator off and have someone look at it and just go, no, this radiator, because you can't record it because it's aluminum, right? You can. Oh, you can? You well, either way. Find the right radiator. Either way. If you could, you could probably buy a new radiator for that thing for like 90 bucks. Yeah, well, yeah. Or LMC truck could hook you up with a new radiator. Well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them also, later. Because there's other things. I still need to do drive shaft, but that should be pretty easy. Also, Richard, oh, yeah. technically, the ocean cools to Queen Mary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you, Blake, for that. Um, but either That's way, perfect. I want to pull the radiator pull the radiator off, bring it to the, to the shop, be like, tell me if this is good or junk. Because if it's good, then we're like, well, something else is fucking going on. Uh, holy shit, Blake just turned the lights on. It's so much brighter in here. Oh, um, my God. But... Yeah, so that's where I still stand on the truck. I'd like to bring it to the HRE Wheels open house that's in two weeks or something like that because um, it's mostly highway and I should be fine. But if you break down, you got a garage. Well, Perfect. do you remember what happened to the HRE Wheels open house last, last year? year? Yes. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was a awesome. civic time. I'm not touching the hoon truck between now and then. <laughs> and I'm um, taking the Corvette to the open house, so if you need a tow, I'll have to go all the way home to get the trailer. All right. Here's a barbecue at my place after. Um, nice. All right, I'll come, so, down for, I'll come down for that. Hopefully, if you live in the area and you want to go to the Asia Wheels Open House, Chris, do you remember the date? June uh, 6th. 6th. June 6th. Uh, our friend Matt Ferris emceeing it again. Uh, I think it's the official debut of his Mustang. Yes. Um, oh my God. I, I call the event the o- HRE Open Wheelhouse slash Matt Farah needs wheels. Needs new wheels, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, it. he hooked himself into there perfectly because the wheels on his vet look awesome. Um, so, yeah, we'll all be going to that. At least most of us will be down there checking that out, um, and hopefully the truck will be there. And if it's not, I haven't fixed it yet, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, if you but need help with things. the radiator, I'll help you out. All right, I'll let you know on that. Um, but the other thing, I'm actually excited to dive into my carburetor. Just because it's 
That's the whole thing about the trucks, learning more about this truck. Uh, and then when all else fails, if I can't figure the thing out, I'll move to electric fans. And then if there's still something wrong, 302. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. There's nothing left to be wrong. It's got to no, be, be the shroud and the fans. Yeah. Or there's something weird broken. I don't know. You've got an Australian one and it flows backwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> or an LT1. Yeah. No, but I also actually still kind of like the idea of a 302 any, anyway. Uh, you, you've heard so, that one video and you've been stuck. Yeah, oh, but so, there's so many more parts for the 302. Not that there's not a lot of parts for the 352, but the 302, I mean, that's... There's everything. Wee! That's going to be awesome. Well, and the 302 <laughs> parts are, like, given away. Right. Um, regardless... I'm excited. I've just been traveling a lot, too, so I've been able to focus on the truck. I'm dying to drive, especially this past weekend. Uh, I was back east for some family stuff, but we were back on Monday. We landed at, like, you know, noon, so coming into the beach, just so many old cars. I was like, oh, I want to drive the truck, but it's not ready. And, uh. Just load it. Just buy some cheapo surfboards, load them in the back. You know, I don't even know if you go surfing or not. Just nah, I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to fake it. I actually would like to start surfing, so maybe surfing I will do cool. that. Surfing is cool. I just real. need to get in shape. And that's a good way to do it because I fucking hate working out. Uh, so that's where I'm at on that. Uh, how's your Z06? Unfucking believable. <laughs> C5, uh, right? Tell everybody C- who's listening. So what you C5 Z06, um, basically stock. When I got it, it was reasonably fast. Um, uh, Steve Gibson, thank you, Canon Engineering, uh, took care of me with an intake system. Um, and after I put the intake system on, it should not increase the horsepower that much. Right. But it will throttle on burnout now. At 4,000 4, RPM, it will turn the tires over all day long. Might have something to do with the six-year-old Bridgestones on it, but <laughs> we're not going Might there. be a little hard, the rubber there? Uh, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. You have uh, soap for tires right now? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gloriously driftable. Um, but right, not always be. when you want it to. Be. Yeah, vets are not always driftable in a good way. They're not good. They're not. Um, the real basic. So the, the limit goes by real quick. Yeah. Let's say when when Jason and I were shooting the M4 video, um, I was a little paranoid because it was nice and foggy that day with a little mist on the road. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I was trying real hard to keep it straight. I was driving fairly at a medium pace. <laughs> I need I need everybody who starts working on. Hooniverse stuff to have their own individual LLCs because when something goes wrong on one of these shoots, uh, I'm the one who's going to get sued. Hey, and, <laughs> uh, I just had to make another one. It's seventy bucks written file with the Secretary of State. It's so easy. So the the big issue right now, everybody get your LLCs. All right. With, <laughs> the big issue with the Corvette right now is that I want to upgrade the brakes because all the research that I've done says that once you start doing track days. The yeah. factory brakes on that PBRs car are not great. Will just cook them? Yeah, they're yeah. they're just toast. So in order to do C six Z six or the stop text like on Matt's car or whatever, you have to run at least an eighteen inch wheel in the front. So then I started doing some research, and Chris and I were talking about um, running the eighteen by ten and a halfs all the way around. Except as I started doing research, I found out that the front stick out like an inch. So then you either have to go to a wider fender on the front, which means new fenders, new bodywork. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Which doesn't really exist for the C5. Actually, you can find them. There's a company that makes a one-inch wider fender just to clear those. Having gone through aftermarket body parts in Corvettes <laughs> before, so I would not, not recommend it. No. Rocket I, Bunny. I really, I really like the factory bodywork on that, and I like it to be a little bit stealth. Um, but So all of the things that I'm finding as far as research is, is, well, I can buy HREs like Matt has, 
at like ching, ching, four ching, grand ching, or something ching. for a set of wheels <laughs> plus tires. So um, I, I am a high school teacher. I'm not made of money. So um, that's a little bit out of the budget. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I've, I've been looking at Forge Star and a couple other companies. We may be able to work something out. We're, well, we're going to have a conversation about mod bargains in a little while because I think we're going to go and have a conversation with those guys and see what they recommend. The other thing is is I may be trying to swap my front wheels out. Oh. Except, believe it or not, the front wheels from the C6 don't clear the brakes either. No, 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 no. I'm not running C6 oh, you're front not? Oh. I have four star F14s. Oh. Okay, then we need to talk. We definitely <laughs> need to talk. Oh. Uh, so anyway, if anyone has any suggestions on appropriate wheels and tires so that I can get started on this, because the goal is to have Ronal, a super... Ronald Bears. A super, Run Ronald Bears. Maybe not. Do it. <laughs> Teddy Bears. Hell yeah. I don't think that has a lot of... Not even if they were free. Do it. Let me, what let if me, they had 10-inch wide Let Ronald me just Bears. say that the guy who the guy who built my Miata has his has Ronald Teddy Bears on his personal that's car. That's because he's a hipster. And that's why... Uh, there's things involved with that. That's why he <laughs> fucked up my car. I, I agree if with you have that Ronald statement. Bears, you don't service your shit. You're not no. allowed to work on cars. I, I never should have trusted a guy car. who put Ronald teddy bears in his car. I agree with you a yeah. thousand percent. Is, why did you buy the car with those? That would have walked away. Well, my car didn't come with Ronald teddy bears. Oh, okay. No, 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 no it was no, his no, car. Was on the He bought them for his car because he is actually from the internet. <laughs> that's the problem. We yes. come from the internet. I well, believe there's tentacles that reach out of his trunk that yes. you know show off his hentai thing. <laughs> well, hentai while we're boy. while we're on the topic of my car, I just want to give a, a quick plug to one of my students. Um, as you can see, I brought in the shift knob for my car. This is a prototype shift knob. One of my students is actually building me a shift knob to look similar to the LG Motorsports Delrin shift knobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't the, say that, Lou Gelati will sue you. Okay, it's. So, um, <laughs> since it's a one-off piece and it's not being sold, I think we're probably okay. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, but for a student to look at a picture on the internet and about a week later kick out a prototype that they made out of wood that is actually threaded, the prototype works. Um, the prototype is actually kind of nice because out here in California it gets hot. That stays nice and cool year-round. I really, like, I really one, like wood shift ups. That's really cool. The plastic one actually gets a little bit warm. Um, but I, I think the threads will hold better in the plastic, so that's where we're going to do it. Uh, but he's actually getting ready to uh, laser engrave the production version with the shift pattern on the top. So Could, he's got the CNC lathe going. Mm-hmm. He's got a laser engraver going. And um, they actually, when they were talking about it, they talked about 3D printing the prototype first. Um, but I told him I wanted him to, to do it this way first. What if you just bored the hole out a little bit more in the middle, put it out in there, and epoxied it in so you didn't have to worry about the threads? In the wood one? Yeah. We could. I, I like the plastic. I like the look of the plastic. I really so. like this wood one, actually. But it's cool. But what we're talking about now is they're actually talking about making uh, quarters mm-hmm. and using different exotic woods and then machining it with the CNC machine out of – so it would be like uh, a diamond pattern out of exotic woods and then doing something like See, that. See, now they're talking about something they could probably sell pretty pretty well. Well, that's online. what I yeah, I'd take That was the, the whole point <laughs> of this project was to convince this kid that you have skills that nobody else has and you have access to machinery. You're the dog now. That nobody else has. <laughs> so, why don't you make some money because if you can sell 10 shift knobs at 50 bucks, you paid for your first semester at school. You know, because he's going to go to community college. Uh, the other thing I want to plug a little bit is there's a place in uh, Riverside called Vocademy. 
and they're a, they're a makerspace in Riverside, and he's been very generous to help us out with a bunch of stuff, and he has everything in there. So it is like a freaking candy store in there. Um, well, should, we should probably explain what a makerspace is. So makerspace, he's got an upholstery shop. He's got a CNC mill. He's got six 3D printers. Oh, it's not a he's, place to go drink Maker's Mark? No. Oh. No, that's called your basement. I think Jeff. that's afterwards, but um, so it's a membership deal, kind of like a gymnasium. I think he's... I don't want to quote prices on the air because I don't, sure. I don't want to lock him into that. Um, but basically, you pay a small fee to take a class to learn how to use the machinery. And then once you know how to use the machinery, then as long as you paid your membership fee for the month, you can come in and use it as long as it's available. Um, so they do. They got welding equipment and everything there, too. Uh, they have MIG welding right now. I think he's looking to add some TIG. Mm-hmm. But TIG requires a little more expertise, so it's easier to get people. They're just one ten volt MIG welders, but they give you the the idea. And for most of what he's doing, um, works really well. One of the things they're doing with uh, clothing is they do a lot of cosplay stuff. So they have a vacuum former, so you can machine masks on the CNC mill, and then you put it in the vacuum former, and it'll vacuum form the so mask. So all the stormtrooper helmets you can muster. Yeah, they're they're doing Sweet. that well. They do first because they, here I come because they do upholstery. They have a laser cutter that is uh, as big as this table. So you know three feet by See, six Rick, feet you away. and I should talk because I really want to get into upholstery for various projects I'm working on like I have an, I have a spare moto goodsy seat I've been meaning to shave down and cut into and up reupholster and everything so so I will there you go and right. I know Fuck, there are, we just made I know a there's maker spaces out here there are probably more out on, on I know the there's West one end. being developed in the arts district that's an offshoot of uh, one uh, maybe even that one but you know there's also one cool. in the hammock district, you know, down by the. <laughs> oh hammock, yeah! Hammock See, the store. thing was, she actually gets in the hammocks with you. Uh, Marianne, yeah. Hey, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, never cannot laugh the symptoms. Oh, and then reference. one more thing on the Z06. I have a Sparco seat waiting for me in Sacramento. I just have to figure out how to get up there and get a it. seat or a yeah. because I found one on Corvette Forum and it was the right price, so I got it, and now it's just sitting at my friend's house waiting. I, to I, up. I took my vet out for the first time in a while last week and I realized how badly I need seats again after I've been driving the, the Fiesta all the time with the Recaros I'm like I can't even stand to drive it with those stock seats because they're just not good oh, and mine is way worn out the guy that had it before me did a good job on it and then I'm not a little guy so I've pretty is much his Hawaiian shirt imprinted in it <laughs> no yes kind of <laughs> pretty much uh, so this yeah, is my the- Corvette <laughs> so it might be good to think about if, if the guy's up there just think about Greyhound. If it's just going to – literally, you can put the seat underneath mm-hmm. and then just bring it down on Greyhound. It will be easy to get they down. They do to. that? Yeah. Yeah, I ship body panels that way sometimes. Well, there's, ship body There's a good possibility panels. his dad's <laughs> going to be coming from Sacramento to <laughs> Phoenix through Corona. So there you go. From Sactown, the Bay Area and waiting to hear. Yeah. But, but regardless, <laughs> I mean, that's a good way Okay, to, you got to get credit for that one. That was actually pretty good, John. <laughs> nice. I, thought, I thought you were calling like an ice cube lyric or something like that uh, from no, the 90s. It's, uh, well, it's not far from that. <laughs> well, top tip, you can ship wheels that way fairly cheap. That's a good thing to remember because wheel shipping I don't pay for things. I'm a journalist. God. So jaded. Um, yeah, definitely. I was thinking. <laughs> These wheels didn't arrive fast myself. enough. And actually, I just, shipped, I just shipped um, some, some wheels to Zach Bowman uh, from Motor Trend. Or not Motor Road Trend. Road and Track. Road and Track, rather. Sorry. Uh, sent them all the way from L.A. to his place in Kentucky. For his Fiesta? Uh, yeah, it was my my stock Fiesta wheels. You need another set, and uh, UPS destroyed them. Wow. It was in the same packaging that Tire Rack sent me my new wheels. So it's not like this was crap packaging. Yeah. These were pretty hefty duty boxes. They destroyed the fucking wheels, and like to the point where they put giant dents in them. Ah, those are twenty four pound wheels. I don't even know how they did that much damage, other than maybe running it over it with the truck. 
Which they, they might have because well, it's UPS they and they're the all fence. drunk people who work. Are at they going to be like his winter wheels or something? Hopefully, I think I, I'm not sure. Maybe he was going to do them track wheels or something. But that sucks. Yeah, are they still usable? New set. What's that? UPS is mining a new set. Don't know yet. I, it was insured. So. Oh, that's good. At least. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. I know because fuck UPS. Uh, Jason, how's the Mustang? Okay, so Mustang, <laughs> some changes that happened. Since oh yeah. Last oh, let's so, hear. Uh, as we talked about in the video, we've been working some a few issues with the intercoolers. Are you putting the CVR motor in it? No. <laughs> Definitely. I could. Maybe 15 CBR motors going into this thing. I don't know. That Wasn't that the all-wheel drive system? You put one in the trunk? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. I, some crazy I stuff thought you on. put one on each wheel. Nice. There's that, too. So we got to turn the EFI elbow forward. Uh, we do not. There was some talk about having to get a completely different hood, right. which I did not want to do because I really like the style of the low-rise hood. If we had to change it, I would have done it, but... Thankfully, we don't have to do any additional bodywork and paint. So moving the EFI elbow forward, running new aluminum tubing, running to twin. Sorry, thank you. It's all right. Running twin bullet intercoolers up front. Now the problem that we had with the first intercooler that was rated around 600 horsepower, we don't do that. It's a little more than that. So the twin bullets, we'll figure out a way. We have a custom CNC radiator core support, so we'll be able to run the intercooler tubing through it somehow, some way that we need to figure this out. So I have about a $1,500 intercooler tubing issue that I have to work through. So it's car should be ready in like, what, five to seven years? I don't years? know. <laughs> when my wagon's done, your car will be ready? Is it a race now? Yeah. Well, I got that shit before you, so we'll see how that goes. It's a race to the bottom, really. The tortoise is, versus the tortoise. Is there an update <laughs> on the wagon? No. <laughs> no. Um, when school comes, gets out, unfortunately, I'll Unfortunately, Scared shiftless. Um, they're just working through their client list right now. You know, they're having. They're, I was over there the other day to check on it, and um, they're having. There's a, an issue with parts right now for their actual customer cars. Um, just ordering things that you would think would be basic shit are taking so long to get from um, the uh, the parts companies for some reason. Right now, there's a huge issue with just parts taking forever to get to these fucking cars, and it slows all the bills down, and it slows everything else down. And, uh, I don't know, it just sounds like he's having a real shitty problem at the moment. So well, We've had Summit, like, at over my friend's shop, just submitting the wrong parts. They had that, too. They, they, they needed a, a rear mainsail for a CJ7 Jeep, and uh, they sent the wrong one. So then and that one took six weeks to get there. So now they're waiting on the other one. They got it, and uh, I don't know. Oh, it's you know, it's the National Parts Department strike. <laughs> Their union, yeah, very specific yeah. union. Yes, uh, I don't know. He's just having some some shitty luck right now. Don't worry about that, Chris. Ronald Reagan's going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trickle down parts economics. Um, so, yeah, no updates on the wagon at the moment, um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Well, I have we'll the I have I the hope. rack out of the Paseo sitting on the on the ground outside, so we leave. Take it down and <laughs> see if it, it fucking up. fits. <laughs> it'll yeah. be anywhere close. Is that the last thing that really has to go no, on? Fuck oh, no. I thought they um, had interior done and everything, though, no? Well, I mean, it's bolted back in. Yeah, the, the, the trans, yes, the pieces they cut out to make room for the trans are in. The, I think the seats are in, but no. I mean, the engine's not. Con, the engine is bolted in, but that's, that's, it. that's it. The engine is uh, so you're a step ahead of me. Well, yeah, but we still haven't done drive shaft yet. You know, we still haven't. Well, the drive shafts. I mean, simple. you're going to take your drive shafts will be simple, and you'll get it two weeks later. But but it's just another thing to do. Yeah, the the engine and steering. No, we haven't done that shit yet. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, that's I think where you'll I'm find at. it. It's going to come together real quick after you get that steering box done. I think you're going to have. Oh, I I, be smooth I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. But in in the scared shiftless shop, this build comes last. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in the same way because it's a friend of mine that's right. helping me out do that. So if there's money coming in that pays his bills, right? That it, that's that the same kind trumps. of situation. It Absolutely. Does. So and we're gonna work, we're gonna end up doing some time where I can actually get down there and just get dirty so we can get this damn thing done. Right. Because right. I'm right. Sick of it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I want to start wrapping it up here, uh, Rick. Tell just pimp anything you well you already pimped some shit yeah, you preemptively much. pimped stuff so fuck you no. <laughs> uh, Blake I'm t- learning from the best tell everybody where uh, where they can find you online you can find me at Instagram at B-E-Z-R-O-N-G because I'm such a millennial filled with millennial jargon and I, can, I just only am on Instagram that's that's the story of my life these days nice you're not even on Twitter anymore no I'm still on Twitter okay I, I spent all morning making fun of the Mitsubishi Mirage because I was so bored at work today Sounds well like that's a good car to make fun of that's yeah. true it's an easy target it's a little hanging fruit I'm sorry it is hanging fruit and I'm one of two journalists who actually don't mind it uh, I, I like driving the manual because you can beat the shit out of well that's the only one I'm driving I wouldn't drive the other one it's probably garbage Chris Pimp uh, actually we'll get to you we'll do shout out yeah. <laughs> Jason uh, tell everybody where they can find you online you can find me Twitter Instagram Terminator Con C-O-N-N also on the sister podcast of Hooniverse uh, over at Camden Tubbed uh, also on Shout Engine. Also on Shout Engine. Get your own damn and universe. And universe. Which so, is the second cousin of TST, so technically they can fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, only in, only in Alabama. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I don't even want to imagine because I don't want Jeff getting wet any more than he is right now. <laughs> no, that, 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 he's a man. That drives me right up. <laughs> so, so Bradley Brownell, Cameron Vanderhorst, uh, shout out to you gentlemen uh, over there on that podcast. You guys are probably done with yours right now, so I had to drive up here today. Uh, wait, no, tomorrow... Uh, see a future post about the mpg drop tops and dirt sure so i'll be there tomorrow and a uh, teaser of your your um on my instagram because i have way more followers than you so <laughs> oh by the way jason i don't have a lot i don't have a lot hey thank you and fuck you at the same time <laughs> my, my, one of my favorite things is we were out shooting a car and he's like i just posted a picture it's got 11 likes already i'm like oh is that a lot he's like fuck <laughs> you oh. <laughs> oh snap oh yeah. man you're gonna have to call an ambulance for so that sick many. burn yeah I, so I, I usually post cool cars i don't shit. have a lot of followers Jason, if you up. if you do MP, when you go to the MP3 drop tops and dirt tomorrow, drive an ATV because it's the greatest thing I've ever. I'm going in my life. to. I brought my it's dirty clothes. I have my white Hooniverse T-shirt that's all like dirty from nice. before from when I went to. Because Optima that's how he feels about so. Hooniverse. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, shit dirty. Uh, Chris, tell everybody about your stuff. My stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you want to do a podcast for whatever reason, uh, go over to Shout Engine. We'll get the free accounts all set up for you. And then once you graduate beyond you know, your junior audience, we'll get you a paid account. And yeah, we'll go from there. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on Twitter spouting hatred at the world at Hayes Data. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's not always hatred. It's Mostly just, UPS tweets. It's amusing, the, the late night posts that you do. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm up working until 4 o'clock in the morning. That's when his days. brain is off fried. That's how long it takes him to edit a Hooniverse podcast. Because yeah. we suck. He's got to edit all the farts and the chewing sounds out of here. Well, don't forget, I got to put all our you know our traffic noises in and uh, <laughs> woo. Yeah, I got to turn it into the morning zoo. He's, he's got to cut out the gunshots. And I just thought of other stuff that I had to said uh, to say, but uh, I'm. I'll be here next week, which is good, and I won't be here. I think the week after that. I don't know. I'm going back to England, so it's going to be good. I'm going to the Isle of Man. Um, but okay. we can talk about that you should on do a future another podcast. Drunken English podcast. Well, that's you just reminded me what I was going to say. Yeah. I told everybody that I was going to do a drunk one from Scotland, and I didn't. I fell asleep. <laughs> I did a part one of thirty minutes of me talking 
not drunk. And then I told everybody in that one, which we'll run at some time when we have need filler or soon. Maybe we'll do it next week, actually. We'll do it as a bonus episode. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was going to go back from the that drinking the Eiffelgeist bullshit shot that I had with Akio Toyota and all that stuff. I was going to go back to my room and do a podcast. And then I looked at what time I had to be up for my flight. And I said, fuck that. It would have been great. But sorry, folks. Uh, so many people were looking forward to, oh, he's going to do another drunk podcast. Oh, yeah. maybe I'll save it for Iron Maybe Man. we should all just do a drunk podcast sometime. Yes, we should. But that we'd would have be, to be somewhere be where uh, either Chris drives you down or, I could or call I'm a, not driving. I could call you know. a lift or something. It was know. absolutely hilarious, that Scotland? podcast. It was so good. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, man. I I don't want everyone to listen to it again, but I'm we probably glad you guys hey, all hey, liked hey, it. Go back and listen to it. It's a good one. We probably no, should have done a funny. drunk podcast this weekend. A three day week. I don't know. I was back east. So, yeah, that's but true. Whatever. So, All oh, right. so go to YouTube, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're closing in on twelve thousand subscribers, which is great. Uh, so, my next goal, personally, is I want to blow past fifteen and get to twenty. I know we have a ways to go to get there, but fuck it, that's the goal. But fuck it, <laughs> that'll but get, fuck that'll, our way to twenty thousand. <laughs> that'll get you twenty thousand followers. Hey, hey ah, that's it. We'll start posting the videos to Pornhub. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, what so, the fuck is this car review? Uh, so uh, <laughs> I can't jerk off to this, or can I? You definitely can. Um, so yeah, f- subscribe to us there. Follow me on Instagram if you want. Uh, it's mostly beer, dogs, and cars. Hooniverse Jeff. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at the Hooniverse. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Buy a T-shirt. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes because that helps us climb the ranks and bitch slap all the automotive podcasts ahead of us. Ahead of us because there are only a few good ones up there. There mm-hmm. are there are good ones ahead of us. I will tell you the three that dominate are this TST and then Carcast. Yeah, and we're always there. Are some other good auto ones, blogs though. up there uh, usually? Yeah, but uh, they're nice enough. Yeah, <laughs> I like the auto blog people. Uh, okay. They fired me once. Uh, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> oh, memories. Uh, so on that note, let's. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm pretty sure this was 105. This Peace. has been the longest outro ever. Yeah, it really fucking has. All right, click. <laughs>